Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to 2022, folks. Uh, if we made it that far. We we haven't yet, but maybe you have. <laughs> Tell us how it is when you get there. Uh, welcome also to the finale of the trilogy saga that is Allison as our uh, listeners episode correspondent. The beginning of a new year and the ending of a saga with <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, officially on February 1st, uh, Christine will be back for the listeners episodes. So thank you, Allison, for uh, subbing in. It's been very convenient since we lived together, so probably the easiest three months it's been of recording this, except maybe not really because we're doing this in a pinch. Allison literally has to leave for the airport as soon as we're done recording this to go home for Christmas. So it's yeah, it's been easy, but also we still found a way to wait till the very end. We sure did. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's New Year's. Hopefully everyone had a good New Year's Eve and partied up, unless that's like not your vibe. And I hope everyone went to bed before midnight then. I don't really know what your scene is, but hopefully everyone had fun. Whatever it is, we hope you started your year the way that you wanted to. Do you know how you're starting your year, Allison? No. I'm going to be with you, so I'll be doing whatever you're doing. I don't know what we're doing. We need to talk about that because I had original – I had plans, and I think they've been changed since. But I, we are going to be on the East Coast and fumbling around. So if you see us on the street somewhere in the Virginia area, it's probably because we still don't know what we're up to. So, Will this be the, the first time we've been together on New Year's? Aside from that one time we drove back from the airport together? Allison, go forth. At midnight? Are you, are you talking about the one time <laughs> I said this is the first time we've ever had New Year's together? You better be awake at midnight to kiss me or I'm going to lose my mind. And then you fell asleep at 1130. That's the time? That's the time you're talking about? I wasn't going to mention that. but <laughs> Well, you really opened the door wide open for me to talk the, the about it. The first time we'll be both awake. I assume. This is the first time, let's put it this way, if I'm lucky, uh, who knows, <laughs> this will be the first time in like a good seven years I've had a New Year's kiss. The last time I got kissed on New Year's, Allison, was not you. It was celery kisses. That was the last time? You didn't get any kisses from your friends or anything? I don't think so. I think Brandy kissed me once because you were not there. That sounds right. But hey, I'd like to kiss my girlfriend. That's been a, it's been a hot minute. It's been like a good decade <laughs> since I've kissed someone on New Year's that I was dating. I don't know. 
I don't know when the last time I kissed someone on New Year's was. I'm not hey, really a New Year's person. Could have could have shot your shot about two years ago, but someone got sleepy, so. Well, I kiss you every other day of the year. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> Allison, you do have a New Year's drink available f- you for do. yourself. I thought you were making me a drink. No? I asked if you wanted one, and you shrugged and walked away. So you didn't get one. <laughs> okay. Well, I took a nice swig of New Year's water before we started recording. So yeah, hydrating. What did you what'd you make yourself? Mine is a grapefruit vodka tonic. Allison, oh, I was going to say Allison loves gin, and then I realized you didn't say gin <laughs> at all. In that. I do also love gin. Allison's you don't have drink an is gin. right now. So vodka tonic? Yeah. It's grapefruit. Good for you. It's good. It looks New Year's Eve. It looks very champagne-y. Uh, sh- that's sort of what I was going for. I didn't have any champagne because it's not New Year's Eve. And we don't really ever have champagne here, do we? We do sometimes. Remember that one time that I decided I was going to learn how to make champagne cocktails and then I bought two bottles of champagne? No. <laughs> for just myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, okay. Well, I hope everyone's having a good holiday. Uh, hopefully we had fun last night. Honestly, hopefully I stayed awake until at least 1201. Check my Insta stories. If you're listening to this on the day that this comes out, because we'll all know then if I did or did not get kissed at midnight, I will probably complain about it if you fall asleep again. So just to give you some motivation (laughs) to stay up. Uh, okay. So thank you, Eva in advance. Uh, Eva is, uh, I don't know where she is either, but she picked some really good stories for us to start 2022. Just like last time, we are not going to manifest a damn thing for 2022. We're just going to white knuckle it and hope for the best. I feel like by talking about it, we're You're right. like risking it. So here we go. You're absolutely right. So our first story, do you want to go first again? No, you can go first this time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get to be the first story of 2022. Yeah, nice. it is your show. So. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Finally, I feel seen (laughs) on my own show. So this is from Amy, who is a double pronoun kind of person. You know, I love a double pronoun. Uh, They, she. I love when they comes first. So Amy's subject line is, I may have accidentally made a haunted Pokemon cartridge. I really was meant to read this one first. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. You were. Yeah. Explain to me what a cartridge is. Is that the ball? I'm assuming this is like a like a Game Boy, a game, like a like a cartridge you put in a Game Boy. Like, oh, okay. I thought it was like Pokemon lingo that I wasn't familiar with. If it is, I'm about to feel real silly because I also <laughs> don't know about it. But I I would when I think of a Pokemon cartridge, I think of like from like when I played Game Boy, you'd put the game in. Yeah. I don't know. I'm about to look. Well, we'll see. Okay. So Amy says, hi, and that's why we drink crew. I'm a new listener. And when I found out that you guys asked for listener submissions, I thought it was the perfect time to bring up a ghost encounter. I've kept under wraps for years now. I'm typing this out on my phone while on a train. So apologies if autocorrect makes things weird. Also, Pokemon doesn't appear in the story immediately, but we do get there. So please bear with me. Thank you, (laughs) because I would have found a way to complain about it beforehand. (laughs) In 2002, when I was 10, I went on my Girl Scout troops yearly fall camping trip. And this particular year, the older girls and the cadets told my age group, the juniors, a ghost story based on the campgrounds we were at. It was a really in-depth story that had a lot of focal points around places my troops were familiar with. And it was a story told from the perspective of multiple characters. Fun. This sounds so elaborate. Especially for like Girl Scout cadets. I just, I'm like, I feel like this should be like what people do in a writer's room. I like to think that it's been passed down from like Girl Scout 
group, to Girl Scout group, and then they just like add on to it and make it more and more elaborate every year. I liked. I would like to be the dramatic group of cadets who added a new character one year, just because they were like that perspective's bored now. Like, <laughs> anno- like it's time for a new revamp. The main connective story for all these characters was a girl named Jessica who had disappeared on her own Girl Scout trip and had supposedly died or been killed in the electrical room of the swimming pool. Oh God! Ooh, I love when the cadets are kind of fucked up. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> it's like this ain't your mama's cadets. Uh, this story was told us throughout our three day stay, and on the following Sunday, we even found a plaque that had Jessica's troop number on it, and uh, a find that mystified all of us. Looking back on it now, I'm sure those older girls were making the story up as they went, but they couldn't have made up what I saw before leaving the grounds. While we waited for the groundskeeper to inspect our cabin before we left. I happened to look down on one of the pathways nearby. There were a bunch of these around that lead to different areas of the grounds, like the archery site, the trading post, and the aforementioned swimming pool, though I couldn't tell you which path this one was. At the end of the path, however, there was what looked like a small clearing with a stump and someone all in white with their head hung. Oh. At first I thought it was another power generator on the grounds, but the closest generator for our cabin was right outside the front doors. Additionally, this was not long after I started wearing glasses, so I could have been mistaken things, uh, thinking it was a person. I couldn't go off and investigate myself, but I had this weird feeling whoever this person was had seen me too, and I thought about them for the rest of the car ride home. I started calling the ghost Jessica by association. I love that. (laughs) Sup, Jess? (laughs) Even though in the ghost story, there was never a confirmation on if she had actually died. She stayed in my mind for months to come. And weirdly, as we were coming into cicada season, I thought she had followed me home and was trying to talk to me through the cicada cries. Wow. That's Jessica's dramatic. (laughs) Who's that ghost? Um, As a pretty lonely kid with bad middle child syndrome, I never told anybody what I saw and instead thought of the Jessica I saw as kind of my pen pal oh i wish i had a pen pal who also spoke to me through the insects maybe that's what that's what the roaches are (laughs) you'd have to speak back through the cicadas i don't know about that i maybe i could just i don't know hmm i don't know how that would end we'll leave it to the cadets they'll figure it out (laughs) now for the pokemon part okay here we go I specified that this happened in 2002 because that's the year pokemon ruby and sapphire were released cartridges i was correct Oh, those are games. Yes. Okay. I got Ruby the following Christmas and played it extensively. Uh, just so you know, the Ruby and Saf- every color is its own game. Like the three originals were red, blue, and yellow. And then they got real crazy with the colors, obviously. I was going to say Ruby and Sapphire don't sound like your average colors. There was also like platinum and silver and emerald. and Wow. How many of these were there? That was just like when I was playing them as a kid. So I'm sure there's like they found every color in the box to use now. Maybe they, so. like, paired up with Crayola. Got real creative. <laughs> Pokemon Purple Mountain's Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got Ruby that following Christmas and played it extensively, and this was also the first time that I gave my Pokemon nicknames. You can probably tell where this is going. One of the locations in this game is a place called Mount... I never knew how to say this, and now I, f- at almost 30, I'm finally being challenged publicly. Mount Pyre? Mount Pier. Mount Pyre. What? Mount Pyre. Oh. P-Y-R-E. Sure. I, at 10, I was like, I'll never have to learn this. <laughs> and now, wow. You put it off way too long. 
One of the locations in the game is called Mount Pyre, a burial ground for deceased Pokemon that's, of course, littered with ghost types. In, oh. I don't know. In particular, one of the new ghost Pokemon introduced here was <laughs> Shuppet? Shuppet? I don't know, folks. I only stuck with the original 150. I don't know who this one is. The one I caught was a girl, and the Pokedex entry for it stated that Shuppets are attracted to feelings of vengeance, which I thought fit Jessica's ghost story very well. I named my new Pokemon Jessica, and then within a few days or so, I stopped feeling like she was around me physically. I like to imagine that maybe she w- she saw how much fun I was having playing the game and saw a chance to see what the fuss was about. The cartridge I did this on has been missing for years now in my family home. Don't worry, I haven't given up the search for it, but it's been a tradition for me ever since to name a Shuppet Jessica whenever I catch one in the next Pokemon game, if for no other reason than to let my old friend know I haven't forgotten her. <laughs> that's nice i wish there was like a cicada type of pokemon and then you could and then that would like she's hissing at you you know <laughs> hopefully she's been able to follow me through the region so she isn't stuck in one world forever though to be fair even that would probably be better than sitting on a stump in the woods forever even if her story was all made up she's real to me and that has to count for something I feel like that went on for a while, but I hope my bearing the lead a little bit helped reel you in and made you smile. Thank you so much for all the hard work you guys uh, do. And congrats once again, Christine, on little Leona. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in Chicago one day from Amy. Lot to dig into there. Yeah. First of all, I like that she took what was supposed to be a scary ghost story and just made a pal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that she, she led with the the hook of, I know M's into Pokemon. This will probably do the trick. This does seem like an open door to brag about your Pokemon collection. It does. I've never, oh, I've done it a little bit on the show, but poor Allison, who really has an, a necessary, like not, I don't know, an appropriate it disinterest for Pokemon, like just like a normal 30 year old meh to Pokemon. And uh, I make her look at my collection all the time. It's a good. You're very proud of it. I'm very proud of it. It's, cool. a, it's a good back and forth. We've yeah. got, I am pretty much completely done with the fossil deck, which is shocking. I, I'm just saying no one cares, but I do. There's only like 10 more cards I need. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. One, two, <laughs> three, three. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
it feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room. And so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Your turn, Miss Allison. <laughs> you know my little eyes can't read that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ew. I hate no one knows what's going on, but I, I hate what's put happening. My toes in the crook of M's leg. <laughs> you so know where your neck in there. You know Oh my god, Allison, it's so uncomfortable. What if I wiggle him a little bit? Don't I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna grab your slipper with my leg and pull it right off. Anyone else have are they dating someone who just likes to stick their creepy toes into whatever nook of yours they can find that's always the most vulnerable nook right between right <laughs> behind the knee is something you wouldn't let me do I have creepy toes. Let's talk about creepy toes. <laughs> oh, You've got the creepiest toes. Okay, my toes are just fine. I love them. Thank you. Your turn. <laughs> okay. At least I don't have the audacity as in <laughs> mid performance to just shove my feet <laughs> Okay, continue, please. God, <laughs> I thought I could get away with it. <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm on, and therefore I can't yeah. scream at you publicly. <laughs> Wrong. Try again. All right, all right. Okay, um, so this one's from Brianna, who uses she/her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject is New Year's Eve, the Long oh. Island medium, and the saddest glitch in the Matrix. Oh, mm. now I feel like we're gonna be bummed out by the end of this. The first, the first two I was really excited about. Yeah. The last one makes me nervous. All right. Ooh, it starts with y'all. Okay, Brianna. Um, <laughs> In all capitals. Just nothing. <laughs> no hello to any. Just y'all. And then the story. All right. I'm so bummed that I'm going. Oh, sorry. I got, it's, I'm not like close. It's not big enough. Are you kidding? <laughs> sorry. Girl. I can barely read it. All right. I'm so bummed that I'm just going to crack right into it. There will be two small time skips in the story. Oh, she's setting us up here. I appreciate the warning because otherwise it'd be like, where is the passage of time? <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> the year was 1999. Mm -hmm. I can't not read it in that tone. Okay. The year was 1999. There we go. And my parents were at a New Year's Eve party at my dad's boss's house on Long Island. The story goes that my parents were walking around the party when they see a sign pointing toward the basement stating that a psychic had a table below. Hmm. I like the mystere of like, she's in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> like they couldn't just keep her like on the main floor with everybody. <laughs> she had to get hidden. Have to make it creepy. Yeah. Uh, my dad has experienced his own spooky shit. So naturally he drags my mom to the psychic to see their future. 
The psychic tells them several things. When my brother and I will get married, how many children each of us will have, and that we will move south. Now, even open-minded, my dad thought this was ridiculous, mostly because he and my mother had been in New York for most of their lives, and it's where our family was, and there was no way he wanted to move to the south. Spoiler alert, we moved to Texas in 2004. She was right. (laughs) (laughs) He told me that they went to get up and keep partying, but the psychic held his hand and said, Kathy wants you to know that she feels much better and she'll keep an eye on the family. This is where both of my parents became believers. My aunt Kathy had just passed from breast cancer and the only one at work who knew was the boss. Mm. Now, any skeptic would say the boss told the medium, which is a valid thought. However, my dad says that he had known his boss for many years and trusts that she would not have weaponized his grief for entertainment at Mm -hmm. some New Year's Eve party. Sure. So I trust his judgment. He said that he sat back down with the medium and asked a few more questions about Kathy, then finally allowed the medium to move on to other party guests. Here's the time jump. Thank you. Now the year is 2011. What's the noise? Why? Does it work forward or does it only work backward? Oh, oh like the rewind <laughs> yeah. sound instead of it going. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is, I don't know. I don't know what the fo- what the forward sound is. I'm gonna go. Okay. Now the year is 2011. I've bugged my parents about the details from the medium about 10,000 times because I'm desperate to know if the boy I'm dating in high school is the one. Another spoiler alert, he wasn't. They usually aren't, but... (laughs) Like, 9 out of 10, they're not. That's okay. They refused to tell me or my brother any information because they wanted to see how everything played out on its own, but that they had written down the predictions and had them stored. Oh, I like that. Foresight. At some point this year, a commercial comes on TV for the show Long Island Medium. I mostly remember my dad pausing the TV and yelling, That's her! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Oh, so like they, the medium. So they met Teresa Caputo before she was big and was just chilling in people's basements. In the basement. Yeah. She's good for her. You know, hus- side hustles turn into big hustles. So good for Teresa. Mm-hmm. And now it's a running joke in the family that my parents knew the Long Island medium before she was famous. Wow. Oh, zoop, 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 zoop. fast forward one last time <laughs> to this past weekend, 2021. Okay. So we're still in the past here. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> we're in, we're going forwards and backwards at the same time since it's 2022. Uh, 2021 for anyone who's still out of whack from the past two years of chaos. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm engaged. Congratulations. Yep. My brother has two kids. Life is playing out in its own way. I was on a group chat with my parents and my brother while my parents were between retirement cruises. Hell of a life, huh? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I jokingly bring up the medium and the predictions. Neither of my parents knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Thankfully, my brother backed me up and brought up the TV show and that they had written down predictions and they still had no reaction. Now I'm panicking because this could be a few things. One, my parents are in their 60s and not to get too sad, but this could be a beginning sign of Alzheimer's. Oh, that's dark. Okay. I mean, if it's like a well-known joke in the family Mm. and now they're like, what? It would be weird that they both don't know at the same time, though. That'd be very eerily timed Alzheimer's. Mm, That's the next sentence. So it says, however, it would be a hell of a coincidence for both parents to show the same sign at the exact same time. Yes. Especially about the exact same piece of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two, something spooky-ooky happened on that cruise ship, and these are no longer my parents, but oh. some alien replacements. <laughs> oh. I like that, like, Brianna's thinking out of the box. <laughs> like, truly, 
to, like I thought there was going to be a real plot twist and you found a bigger one. <laughs> like, oh, they're aliens now. <laughs> um, still unlikely, but a hell of a lot more interesting. Or three, there was some shift in the matrix where my parents no longer remembered a family famous story, but my brother and I still do. Hmm. Hmm. I would think it would be four. I mean, maybe it's just my parents, but I would think it would be four. They thought it would be funny. To, yeah. Like, pretend not to remember it. I think your parents would find that hilarious. <laughs> it would be. Not to me. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, excuse me, wake up. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I think it, it, maybe maybe they were. I mean, I wasn't there. Maybe they were dead serious about it. I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe yeah. they're just like parents. Like my dad couldn't name my best friends that I've had for 20 years. Like, I think it's just like just plain old dad forgetfulness. I don't know. I don't know. Unfortunately, that is where the story ends for now. I may never learn what the psychic predicted for my future, which is a real bummer, especially since I've been waiting 20-something years to find out. Even bigger but less likely bummer is that my parents may have been abducted by aliens. Let's go with that. (laughs) It's a lot more fun than your parents just like forgetting a crucial like plot point in your family jokes. I thought you were going to say it's a lot more fun than Alzheimer's, which it is also more fun than Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just have to let life play out on its own. Oh, that was a nice little circle back to end the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Live, laugh, lemon. Brianna. Live, laugh, lemon. Wow. Okay. I immediately, I liked you until that last sentence there. Uh, (laughs) lemon. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Remember when, okay. Whoa. (laughs) Remember when we went to a psychic? I was going to say the same thing. It said that Allison and I are going to have six children and then Allison's going to leave me yep. with all the, the children. But I'll come back. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> she comes back after, like, I don't know, feeling bad or something. I We didn't find out the whole storyline to that. But yeah, if we have six kids, everyone start getting nervous for me. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walked away from that going like, oh, that's pretty unlikely. Like, and I- M walked away from that mad about it already. It's <laughs> like, you're overstimulated by six kids and you leave me with it? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so. Um, the end. No, well, yes, but I think it's come to a point where maybe I need to go get my glasses. Are Your eyes are that bad. I, I struggled through that. You have three pairs of glasses and just choose to never wear any of them, which is the shocking part. Let's. Okay. okay. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah. Well, no comment, Allison, except. No, no, no. No comment. You <laughs> made your comment. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you could read the room and I don't have to say a damn thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, the third one here, the uh, subject line is the last legally executed witch of the UK. Ooh. That's a big, big subject line there. Um, this is from Allison. Hey. Uh, whose pronouns I do not know. Mm-mm. It's okay. We're just going to go with Allison. That's a great name. Thank you. The last legally executed witch of the UK. Hello from Scotland. Hello. Hi. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I love your podcast. One of my high school best friends, shout out to Rosie, reached out randomly to say she thought I'd like the podcast. And all these years later, she still knew what I liked. That's nice. Yeah. Tell Rosie hi. Um, this is the story of Janet Horn, the last person to be le- executed legally for witchcraft in the British Isles. Let's go back to 1727. <laughs> Janet lived in a small northeast village in, in Scotland <laughs> called Dornock. 
Also, like, if this story is juicy and I find even more information on it, I might just be covering this eventually. So thank you for the inspiration in advance, Allison. Also for spelling out the pronunciations of everything. I super duper appreciate that. This is the village where I lived for most of my young life and where me and Rosie went to school. Janet had a daughter who had a deformant on her hand, or like, like something on her hand. Janet was getting older and starting to show signs of senile dementia or mental health issues, which were obviously undiagnosed at the time. The neighbors accused Janet of having used magic to turn her daughter into a pony, which she rode to the devil. What? Hang on. Wow. <laughs> Big, hang on. <laughs> wow. As I read it, I went, my brain isn't totally prepared for what's happening. Um, okay, hang on. Let's try that again. <laughs> The neighbors accused Janet of having used magic to turn her daughter into a pony, which she rode to the devil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's wild to start. <laughs> the belief was that Janet had messed up the spell to turn her daughter back into a human, uh, hence the thing on her hand. The trial was very quick and both Janet and her daughter were found guilty of witchcraft and they were sentenced to be burned at the stake the next day. Whoa, even the daughter? I know, there's a lot Kick her while she's down. Oh my God. The daughter managed to escape, but Janet was not so lucky. She was stripped, smeared with tar, paraded through the town on a barrel and burned alive. Jeez. Whoa. The saddest part is that due to her mental state, Janet is said to have no idea what was happening. Oh, fuck. Mm. It is reported that before being put on the stake, she warmed herself by the fire, remarking how warm it was. Um, wow way to bad. really bum us out yeah what is that sound that's oh, the, the sound of the air conditioning <laughs> you do live here freaked <laughs> out makes that sound all the time <laughs> it is worth noting her real name may have not been janet as this was a name given to many women accused of witchcraft in the area at the time nine years after her death the witchcraft acts were repealed in scotland and now the place where she was burned there is a small headstone with the date and this was put up much later, and the date on it is incorrectly listed as 1722. This spot is now in the garden of a lovely wee woman. <laughs> I love it. There is a tourist information sign for visitors to learn about, and in 2018, the court of our twin was transformed into a cafe in which there is a large mural of famous faces from our town. The artist included their idea of what Janet would have looked like all those years ago. Thank you for reading and sharing. This story is very important to me and was a big aspect of my childhood growing up. I hope you all live, laugh, lemon, and stay the classy garbage that you are. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> that can be our plan for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay classy garbage. Um, Janet Horn. I'm going to have to look that up because it sounds like there's more details to that. Yeah. That sounds like there could be a whole episode on that. So. Could be. Um, thank you so much, Allison uh next next story we'll see if i can read this one a little bit better okay. follow along have fun um all right <sighs> this one is from emily who uses she her pronouns and the subject is i didn't know i had just walked past a quadruple homicide holy oh my crap okay, happy new go. year to us okay. there seems to be no theme here i think <laughs> usually i'm wondering if there's gonna be one and so far we've gotten pokemon uh-huh Quadruple homicide. Uh-huh. A witch. Uh-huh. I don't I don't see that. There's something else too. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so far, <laughs> not finding a, a common denominator, but two of them said live, laugh, lemon. Okay. That's all we've got so far. Yeah. Okay. Uh hello all. 
Two years ago, I was subleasing a room in a beautiful, newly renovated townhouse in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York. Although the place was new and beautiful, it was located in a very residential part of the neighborhood. There were no coffee shops or cafes within walking distance, and the primary source of transportation in this area seemed to be personal vehicles. I'm hearing that it's bougie. What are you hearing? (laughs) It sounds so wanky, for sure. Uh, This was a somewhat unusual experience for me because I've lived in more bustling parts of the city my whole life. Nonetheless, I still enjoyed living in that quiet little ghost town. Mm -hmm. One morning, I left my apartment around 7 a.m. to make it to my early shift at work. At the time, I worked at my school's theater in Manhattan as a box office cashier. I remember speed walking to the subway station to make it in time to my shift. After I turned the corner from the street I lived on, my place was slowed down by, oh, sorry, my pace, (laughs) my glasses are helping. I just can't read. Honestly. Uh, (laughs) They want to try different glasses? It's it's not my eyes. It's my mouth. (laughs) Okay. Um, I remember speed walking to the subway station to make it in time to my shift. After I turned the corner from the street I lived on, my pace was slowed down by two police officers. Okay. I tried to walk around them, but they were walking cautiously with flashlights in their hand. Nothing on the sidewalk seemed to be unusual. In fact, there was no one else on the sidewalk besides three of us. Annoyed, I just rolled my eyes and continued to rush past the two toward the subway station. Hmm. When I finally got to work, my mom, who is always updated with my work and school schedule, sent me a text asking if I made it to work all right. After replying, yeah, she proceeded to send me a link to a news article about a shooting that had just happened the same morning in my neighborhood. Turns out, around 7 a.m. that morning, a shootout had occurred inside the first floor of a townhouse that killed four people and injured a few others. Jeez. This venue was apparently an illegal gambling bar that operated 24-7. When I finished reading the short article, I quickly remembered walking past the two cautious police officers with their flashlight in front of the same small, inconspicuous venue space. I gasp and come to the realization that I probably walked past the first two police officers first called to the scene before they secured the scene and determining that they there were four killed. Jeez. Later, my mom joked to me that I probably walked past at the very moment when four souls were finding their way to the afterlife. That's a weird joke. I, know. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a joke that like any classic baby boomer parent would do. Like Maybe it was like a you had to be there joke. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> yikes! That that would be a joke where I could see either of my parents trying it, and either way, I'm going at the end. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> thank you for the good spirits of this. Anyway, no, but I'm I'm hysterical. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still find it so coincidental that I mushed through what later ended up to be a determined crime scene. Wow. That's awful. Thankfully, no other related crimes happened, to my knowledge, during the rest of my stay there. I guess you can never be too sure of what's happening behind closed doors, no matter how quiet the neighborhood. P.S. Thank you for listening to my story. <laughs> I, You're welcome. <laughs> I just graduated college this summer and have been totally lost in space in all ways. I began listening about three months ago, and your show has brought me so much joy and entertainment in this very confusing and transitional phase into true adulthood. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Sending love to you all. Well, thank you for the story. Have you ever lived in a neighborhood that was like, I don't know, odd or like had some shady stuff going on? Mm, 
Yeah, but I it was when I first moved out here. But I think I I don't know. I think I I saw what I I got I read the room. I could tell that like something was going on. And I just kind of never. You didn't ask questions. I didn't ask questions. Yeah, you were like eyes open, mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna be over here. No, I. And then when I also in college, I senior year, I lived off campus and it was not the best neighborhood, but mm. that was, I, there were three different times I heard gunshots in my complex. Jeez. In yeah. the complex? Yeah. Also, mom, if you're listening, I don't know if I ever told you that. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told But I remember just being like, I don't know what to do now. It was, anyway, that, that's probably the first, I've never stumbled across a crime scene though. Have you? Mm. Um... I don't think I've stumbled across a crime scene. The place that I lived uh, in New York a, a, a few years back was a little. Eh. Have, and, you, uh, have you seen a dead body? No. Oh. You said you have you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was really like. I remember looking at the body. Was it like at a funeral? No, it was. This is like I don't want to trigger anyone, but it was. Someone had clearly been trying to cross a road. Jeez. Yeah. And I remember it, the, I got there right when I guess the police were also arriving because I heard sirens. I was like, oh, what's going on? And I looked and I went and I remember thinking, that's a dead body. And then I didn't know what to do. I just stood there. God. So, but I haven't I haven't a crime scene, I guess, technically. Yeah. 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 But different kind of crime. Different. But- yeah. Wow, we're just, I'm just bumming everyone out left and right. Okay, let's move on. Blaze and I just went to a New Year's wedding, and we have one coming up next weekend. Not a New Year's wedding, but another friend's wedding. And I just love weddings. I feel like I've said that so many times at this point, and that's why I always love telling you all about Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website to a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team, everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts you actually want, Zola takes you from save our date to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Zola really has become the sort of one-stop shop for wedding planning. I used Zola when I got married, and it was an indispensable tool. I could not, I swear to you, I could not have gotten half of the stuff done that I did without Zola on my side. But now, Zola, I'm only a little bit bitter, has so many more amazing tools. They have an app. They have all sorts of stuff like that that wedding vendor discovery tool. You know, that is really cool. I I kind of want to go back. Blaze, should we get married again? Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com drink. 
Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Have you ever been in a, in a, in a scary kind of neighborhood? Yeah. I mean, cool. like, n- nothing, like, wild, but, like, I mean, I was in a neighborhood where I tried not to, like, walk outside at night. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm, I'm lucky that I was only in, I think, in two different places where I had that. Every other living experience I've had is what? Oh, sorry. I, that wasn't to stop oh, you. Every other, I think, place I've lived was a pretty nice experience Yeah. in terms of, like, crime. Like, roaches, that's its own <laughs> situation, but. I did live across from a motorcycle bar. Fun! Um, or not which fun. Which is, well, I mean, I don't mind motorcycles, except that they would, like, rev their engines in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was that person who'd, like, <laughs> open the window and be like, shut up! <laughs> and they'd all just, like, rev them louder. <laughs> Um, so yeah, nice. that was, I, didn't I wonder go, if they I didn't a, get a whole lot of sleep, but I wonder if they had a nickname for you at the bar. They're like, we're going to go piss her off, you know, Probably. <laughs> that also happened to be above a pagan bookstore. I don't know if I ever told you that that was weird though, because what it, a location. it was like never open. It was oh, there. It was that makes it even open. more interesting. Yeah. Very mysterious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, here is our next story. This is from Brie, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And Bree's subject line is "Leave a light on for the ghost." Oh, so that's fun. I wonder if this is gonna if this is gonna be a theater thing because a lot of theaters have ghost lights, where like at night after the theater closes, they leave one lamp literally in the center of the stage lit, and so it's like so the ghost can see while they perform on stage, and it's almost like a like it's kind of the same thing of like if you leave a, like those places that like leave houses for their the elves or the trolls. Or leave snacks out. It's like a, we're giving you a good thing. Please don't like mess up the theater while we're away. I feel like that's for all of the theater kids after they die. They just are yeah, like, maybe. I need to find a, a stage. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> but- I'm no longer alive to bring the drama. So I still have to do it dead. Well, apparently that's like, and when we would, uh, when we were on tour, they would a lot of places would show us their ghost light because they knew we were a ghost show at the theater. Mm, That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Leave a light on for the ghost. Apparently. Okay. Apparently every theater (laughs) has a ghost. Should have just read the first sentence. And you're supposed to leave a light on for said ghost when you leave at night. I've been performing in one specific theater since I was 12. So about 20 years and everyone agrees. There's no ghost at this theater. It's relative. Well, the second you say that that's the beginning of a horror story. There's no ghost. Then guess what? At the end of the everyone knows there's the ghost. It's relatively newly built and completely neutral with no hauntings whatsoever. A few years ago, our theater company was producing a show that was very intense, uh, portrayed and discussed unimaginable levels of trauma, and called upon all of our deepest emotional connections to perform the works. Highly recommend the script Sans Merci by Jonna Adams. Shout out. During rehearsals for the show, our stage manager started seeing a black figure up in the booth. It would stand close to her and then disappear. And this was happening on a nightly basis, which we all shrugged off because this theater doesn't have a ghost. (laughs) See, (laughs) be like, it does now. (laughs) I guess before this, you're right. But now things are changing. 
Until uh, we each began having our own experiences with this apparition, we each saw this shadow figure and felt a particularly heavy energy one night at our first tech rehearsal. I felt like we were being supervised by this ghost that night and there was an evil energy surrounding the rehearsal and something pushed me down a dark staircase backstage. Whoa. <laughs> but there ain't no ghost, I Buried say. the lead there also, like very <laughs> casually. Oh, it pushed me down the stairs. Yeah, I feel like that should have been its own sentence at the very least. As cast and crew, we started to take this entity very seriously. I brought my sage and crystals the next day to cleanse the theater. I insisted we keep lights, um, even very dim ones, on backstage at all times, and personally took it upon myself to make sure we left a light on for the ghost when we left every night. I went up into a secret prop closet where all the good props are hidden and found some battery-operated candles to place around backstage to leave on for the run of the show. We never switched these lights off, and I left a lamp on backstage every night as well. I began talking to the ghost when I entered the theater and asking it for love and support as we told this traumatizing story every night. Okay. I think that's fine. I just, it feels scary. Our, <laughs> I'm just, don't talk to it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ask it for love and support. Look at it. Okay. Our stage manager kept seeing the shadow, but the energy lightened up immensely. One night in the middle of the show, I heard something above me in the grid and later asked our house manager who was up there during the show. He said, I saw something up there, but it wasn't one of us. And we knew it was our new friend. I don't, Ooh, I don't like that. Don't We're like saying that it's climbing things. We're climbing. Th yeah. Yikes. After a very exhausting few weeks of performing the show, we packed up uh, a few things and headed out to celebrate. I hung back for a few minutes to make sure the candle lights were left on and spent a few minutes thanking the ghost for cooperating during our run. As I was walking out the stage door, my arms full of my belongings from the dressing room, sage and crystals on the top of the stack, something reached from behind me, grabbed the sage and pulled it back out of my arms. Ooh. I laughed out loud as I picked it up saying, don't worry, we will be back. The lights are on. You are way <laughs> too blase about this. You are you are way too just like, ha, ha, ha. I knew we'd be friends by the end. I just got pushed down the stairs, but we're good. <laughs> we came back a few days later to take the set down and clean up the theater. Uh, and... Everything went smoothly. Again, I was the last one putting things away and walking out. I had a box full of the battery-operated candles I had put out for the ghost a few weeks earlier. I had turned them all off and was walking them back up to the prop closet. As I walked out of the theater, the candles started turning themselves on one by one. Ugh, in your arms? No. <laughs> See, this is like a recipe for this thing to attach itself to you, I feel like. Like, if you're trying to bond with it before anyone else, then when everyone leaves the theater one day, like... It's coming right on home with you, right? I, I mean, I guess so. You're the expert. Okay. Expert, no. But like <laughs> if I were to write a horror movie, that's the easiest plot to go through. Like that feels like it's what's going to happen. We're pretty sure that the amount of psychic waste produced by the show attracted or conjured the first ghost anyone had experienced in this theater. We have <laughs> only seen him one more time a few months later during a TED talk about trauma. Thank you guys for your awesome show. Cheers. So I guess it, it really is a, attracted to like traumatic energy. Well, I was going to ask you if you think that it was like a ghost that showed up because of the trauma or if you think that it was like manifested by like the, the emotional distress. I mean, nice to hear the word expert, but I am not one. I'm just taking a guess here. I, I would guess that if everyone if all of the cast and crew or at least the cast, if they were going to perform this traumatic show, 
really properly and they wanted to really give it all of their energy, they were probably putting out a bunch of, they're probably working with their own trauma to like give the best performance possible. And it was all that trauma stirred up that conjured something. I don't know. Hmm. That's my guess. Let's ask him. The ghost. Oh. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, who? <laughs> All right. This is our last one from Elise. Elise uses she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And the subject is the budget immortal portal poem slash song. This is going to be really difficult Shut for me. Up. <laughs> Wait. So it's actually someone actually wrote a poem song. Shut up. Okay, for those of you who don't know, should we t- we should tell them about Immortal Portal. I if you've listened to the episode, you'll probably know, but if you're new yeah, here, yeah. you might not know. Do you want to do it or me? No, I want you to do it. Uh so the Immortal Portal, I'm I'm hoping this is the right reference. I think Elise was trying to help us out here. Uh it says episode 194 is the one that we probably talked about this. Um but <laughs> we were driving, you and I were driving somewhere and found out or relearned maybe that Zach Bagans actually has music on Spotify. And I don't know if it's necessarily his music, but someone as oh, a spot. It's, it's his in a way. <laughs> someone <laughs> on Spotify, their version of music is playing really like head banging hardcore metal yeah. Two clips of Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures talking. Um, and one of the songs is called Immortal Portal, and it's me and Allison's favorite of the Zach Bagan songs. It's so good. It's so, like, so, it's, like, you hate love it. The more you listen to it, though, the better it gets. After, like, the tenth time of us, like, ironically laughing to it, we were both like, that's kind of a good song. It's kind of, like, (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, it transformed into me referring to Christine's labor and delivery as her immortal portal which became a really it's horrible that's horrible. horrible but it's too late because it's already part of the and that's why we drink <laughs> canon so uh anyway someone has written us a poem song about that if this doesn't say holy shit <laughs> i am gonna be so unhappy please go listen to that song by the way it's a, it's a real doozy Okay, so we already know that I can't read, so I'm probably going to mess this up. But Are you going to try to do it at, in a Zach Bagan's voice? <sighs> okay. <clears throat> I am not. I don't watch as much Zach. Just sound like a frat average. dude who's like always, like always holding in a burp, <clears throat> you know? Like, you know? Yeah. Okay. will be fine. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why this is making me so nervous. I feel like I'm about to do karaoke or <laughs> To the All masses. Right. Uh, it, eternal Transferal. Oh, the Budget Immortal Portal. I think that's the title. Oh, okay. Eternal Transferal. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we drink. Exploring the paranormal brink. Drinking wine or fraps or shakes. All the spooky stories you can take. Oh, okay. Murderers and black-eyed kids. True crime and cryptids. That's what's up, though. Okay. (laughs) UFOs and men in black. (laughs) Into it, we will crack. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Tangents happen. We devolve. Crazy cases left unsolved who is this person oh hang on (laughs) zach attacks on bagel bites the never-ending twitter fright Ah! 
Christine attaches to petrified fruit and pretends it's not a hoot. That's the truth. Scary stories every week. Saturday sneak peeks. Oh! Bonus listener stories with CK. Someone's a Patreon. Scottish accent takes my breath away. (laughs) Props to Eva. Write that down. Don't forget. Sassy the Clown. Hong Kong. Sightings, voice, haunted dolls. Who knows what lurks in the halls? Mama Madness <laughs> and emails. Linda's fashion and Renata's tales. Stop it. <laughs> Here we go into the Reddit void to see how people got annoyed. Yeah, well, ain't that the <laughs> Calling truth. you out. Yeah, way to insert that into this excellent sonnet. Geo, Scorpios, and Geminis. Motive, opportunity, and alibis. Shut the fuck up. That's so the cool. The podcast that forged best friends. I kind of hope it never ends. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Brava. I'm so sad that that was not part of our cryptid uh, poetry, poetry slam. slam. Uh but well done. I wish there was like some like, I should have been doing some of that jazz music because I was like, I'm snapping with it. That was so good. <laughs> we really should have put on some like hard, hard metal in the background though. It's yeah. I mean, wow. Well done. Well done. Who is that? Elise? Yeah. Elise nailed it. What a great way to end uh, the first month. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Eva, also for putting together all of the stories and finding these perfect little gems thank you allison this is uh unfortunately our last recording together yeah until further notice uh but i appreciate you being here (laughs) technically i can say i've been on two years in a row (laughs) two years oh yeah (laughs) yeah you're right yeah yeah uh and i guess we'll see everyone for our february 1st listeners episode um and christine will be back officially and uh when this comes out this uh, if you happen to be coming to our first show because we're going on tour when this comes out we're going back on tour finally five days from now and i will be absolutely a fucking wreck so please if you are coming to our live show I'm just going to need you to hype me up, even if it's not good. It's going to be good. But even if you notice I'm nervous, I'm going to need you to just really be there for us. Everyone, take your laugh, double it, (laughs) and then double that. And then that'll be okay. Yeah, please just be (laughs) proud of me. Um, But anyway, we are very excited to be going back on tour. Although I will now officially not be home all the time with Allison. But we got to end it on a a sweet spot recording. So yeah. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Or neutral new year oh maybe it's a sad year i don't know we don't know happy old year i don't know (laughs) happy 2022 (laughs) and uh fingers crossed this one goes well uh and why would you say that right at the end we were doing so well (laughs) jk i was just kidding i hope i hope it goes terribly you don't hope anything at all i hope nothing okay and that's why we drink in a fast-paced world Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.